podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Today I'm joined by Big Phrase. Uh, he's not driving. He's he's still at the moment before anyone gets <laughs> Um Yeah, thanks for the time. Obviously, um, announced your fight with Marish Wack on uh, June 16th at your call, um, which is a, a big step up for yourself so far in your professional career. We'll come on to that. Fraser, but let's just let's just get some things out the way. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. Okay, so look, um, it's quite evident that your management team two five eight lobbied uh, to the board to mandate you for the British title against Fabio Wardley, lobbying yourself and, and from two five eight's perspective, and, and were boxer aware about that as well. So, obviously, when when you say lobbied. My team asked if when the when the title is due to be mandated and made like, you know, p- people be considered, asked that I be considered in the other names. It wasn't like, oh, we wasn't begging, please come Fraser, fight for the British title. I wanted to be considered in the names, Adelaide, Solomon, you know, to have the opportunity to fight for the title, which I was. And obviously then I was, I was made the... Um, I was made manager challenger. Did boxer and stuff. Now I think there was there was a conversation, a few emails sent. Um, what we was all under the understanding that that what the um, there wasn't going to make anyone mandatory for, for probably another eight weeks. Uh, but it happened within four days. So obviously that's that's where I never got the opportunity to box again beforehand and, and get them rounds in which obviously we've heard a lot about the rounds, the rounds, the rounds, the rounds, which. It's understandable, you know. I, you know, since I've sort of come off my high horse and chilled out a little bit, I get what people are saying, you know. Until you've done it under the lights, you know, it's an experience that you, you've not had yet. So, you know, in, in one respect, obviously I understand what people are saying and I'm fully with people in uh, in agreeing that, you know, there's there's no need to rush. People talk about my age, 31, do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not 60 or 50, do you know what I mean? I'm good. Um, so yeah, I think that that's where that's what happened. Okay, so what so what you're saying is when your team put you as a potential mandatory for Fabio Wardley, in your mind and your team's mind, you wanted to have one more fight before you fought Fabio. Yeah, because you know we, we was under the understanding that the they were going to make someone mandatory, but like not for not for a while because you know he was only just champion like at the time I think like 10 weeks or something so we thought you know he, I thought it would have been a bit more time um, and I, in that time I was going to fight I think the first date was June 10th so we didn't think that you know it was going to be a problem but obviously they, they, they did it like within four days so then it's like oh whoever if the other side being matching win the purse bids um, then obviously we've got an issue because I've got a fight penciled in already, but obviously you know it, it wasn't to be. It's load of it, it was a lot of noise, you know, a lot of noise for for nothing really. It really did do my head in. Um, just a fighter, just wanting to fight. Do you know what I mean? Simple as that. Okay, yeah, as you said, you are the fighter. So even though you weren't able to have that fight beforehand, I'm sure from your perspective, you still would have gone in the ring with Fabio Wardley and fought him. So, from a contractual point of view, did Boxer have the the right to pull you out that purse bid, Fraser? Did they have the right? 
I suppose, you know, it's one of them, like, obviously a, a few people have said it's probably a little bit of inexperience from me in terms of knowing who's in control and who not. But remember, I wouldn't say, like, it was, like, something that was... It, it was an option, but you have to remember, and I keep seeing all these people, oh, you should leave Sh uh, Ben Shalom, you should leave Sky, blah, 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 blah. You, you know, when when you work for a say, I don't know, you're a, you work in a factory, you don't go and tell your boss what you're doing. Not my boss, but, you know, you don't, they're the people that pay my wages, you know what I mean? Mm. They're the people, not that I work for, because I work for myself, but obviously it's a, it's a mutual sort of, you know, collective effort. Uh, and to be fair, it wasn't just them. I, I spoke to a few people, had a few conversations with people that I respect their opinion. And people were just saying, you know, like, we're not that in that, you know, you can go into the fight, you can win the fight, but, you know, what? why not Why not do the round? So after a few conversations with a few people, um, it really did, like, you know, piss me off because I wanted to do the fight. Like, listen, I might, I might do 10 rounds, 12 rounds, and I might look absolutely terrible. I might be fucked, but I was guaranteed I was 100% confident in winning the fight. Do you know what I mean? So, sort of is what it is. But there was just a lot of talks and talks and talks. And then I got fed up with it. I was just like, you know what? Uh, whatever happens sort of happens. And, you know, obviously they, they pulled me out of the mandatory position. And I was under the understanding that it was all done in my, in my best interest. And I was also like, had some good guarantees and good promises that, you know, we, we can still get this family awardly fight done a little bit later down the line. Okay, I understand they've told you um, that it was done in your best interest and it, it might well be the case. But just to play devil's advocate to that, if in your position, you're the fighter, you are going to earn your, your highest payday so far of your career, whoever wins his purse bid. Um, if you go and beat Fabio Wardley, even if it was on zone, you then come back to Sky Sports as the British champion who's taken Fabio's belt and his history. So from that perspective, didn't you really push box and say, let me just get on with it? Listen, if you can, you can ask anyone that was in the room uh, and, and you'll know, you'll know who them people was. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loud person. I'm an outspoken person. Um, I, I say what I feel. And there was a, there was raised voices from me, believe me. I was not, like, I didn't take it lightly. I didn't take it sitting down. Um, I was upset and I was angry at the time. You know, I was full of emotion um, because, you know, I, 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 I can remember when I, when I found out that I'd be made mandatory, I was with my my daughter and my son, and obviously one's two and one's six. And I, I needed someone to tell her. I turned around and told them I'm going to fight for the British title. I was excited. So you can understand the frustration in me as a, as a just as a person, as a fighter. You know, this was my biggest, my biggest fight to date. I was very frustrated when, you know, when all this was, was coming out and being apparent. But, you know, sometimes your emotions can get the better of you. Do you know what I mean? Um, and after a little a little few days, deleted that Twitter, you know, got rid of that because I was just getting hammered left, right and centre. So, I did, you know, did that, come off the socials for a little bit, spent some time with my family. Like I said, I was on the phone to good people. I just realised, you know, it's not, it wasn't the end of the world. You know, it was upsetting at the time. Um, and everyone just said to me, look, next week it'll be old news, which which it is already, do you know what I mean? Um, it's all good if me and Fabio end up fighting for a British title. If not, then, I, then I'm I'm probably going to go on a bit of an angry, angry spree. 
Well, that's good to hear from a you know from a fighter's point of view. At the time, you were very angry and upset, which you just said, and obviously a week on now, you've calmed down about the situation a bit. Yeah, of course, and you know what, I've got, I've got to just give some credit to Ben Shalom. You know, like he took a lot of the the he took a lot of stick. You know, last week he took a lot a lot of stick, and as a promoter, I felt like he put himself in the firing line for me. You know, like. Obviously, between him and, and other people, the decision was sort of made and he took all the abuse. On the Sunday, he he drove from his, he'd come to my house to see me personally uh, and just reassure me that, you know, it was, this decision wasn't made, you know, because we don't think you can win. This decision was made out of my best interest, which at the same time, I'm still, I took that still a little bit like offensive, like because... I don't know what they mean. Like, I didn't know what people meant by that. But, you know, after really good conversations with him and he's assured me that, you know, there's going to be great opportunities coming. Uh, and like I said, I've had some good guarantees that, you know, there's some good uh, fights coming, some good paydays coming. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, it's all about just, just keeping your mind on the job because last week was a mess for me, you know, training. My head wasn't in the game. Mm. I, I was sparring terrible. I was, I was, I wasn't, keeping to you know certain things that needed to be kept to, you know, I was doing things a little my mind wasn't there. It was difficult. Uh, but you no, know, I respected him. He came to see me. We had a good chat. And remember these chats are, you know, they're a bit back and forth. I, I say what I feel always. You know, you get like I said, they give me some good reassurance, some good guarantees were made, you know, some some stuff on paper. So um I've actually come out of this situation all right, you know, a little bit disappointed because I never got the fight that I wanted at the time. But um, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm still confident. Me and Fabio will end up fighting, and I think the fight is even a bigger fight now. So you know, I got I got to give big respect to Ben Shalom, even though it looks like he's taking this taking this opportunity away from me. At the same time, in the background, there's a lot of noise being made and a lot of conversations being had about great opportunities going forward for myself. Fraser, appreciate that they, they've given you guarantees and talked about um, bigger opportunities going forward. A cynic might look at it and go though. Uh, from a Sky point of view, from a Ben Shalom point of view, we just don't want Fraser Clark to box on his own. Well, I don't, I don't think they do. I think, you know, let's not beat around the bush. I don't think they want me to box on his own. And obviously, you know, we've heard it from their side and, and, and Eddie spun it as, you know, oh my God, Fraser's lost this, this huge payday, this huge opportunity. That opportunity and that payday has, has gone, yeah. But, you know, I'm confident in myself and I'm confident in the, in the conversations that I've had and, and the stuff. It's not even I'm confident. In, I'm, I've got things, like I say, guaranteed. There's, there's got, big paydays are still coming, do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, all, all depending on, you know, I've got to go and do the job against Marius Watt yet, do you know what I mean? And we'll, we'll get onto that in a minute, but I'm not, I'm not taking that lightly at all. I actually think that's a tougher fight than any domestic fight at the minute, despite his age. Um, I still think that experience is massive and you know, I think that'll be my toughest test by a mile to date. So I, I don't see it as anything lost. I see it as it's been postponed um, and it was upsetting at the time. But listen, we move forward. We can't, we can't dwell on these. There's going to be other times like this in my career. Remember, the British title isn't my ceiling. I'm looking to go further than that. This is just one obstacle. And, you know, at, at the time, you, you can either let it make you or break you. And for a few days, it broke me, you know. I was a bit all over the place in training camp, in my room, really pissed off. But, uh, you know, now I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. 
That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Just a couple of more things to clear up before we come on to the whack fight. So your team has essentially said um, we felt he needed, as in you, one more fight before fighting Fabio Wardley. However, Ben Shalom did say he made a career-high offer to Fabio Wardley to box you on Sky. So from that point of view, it's very confusing. Were you ready or not? It's you told you, you told, all I can tell you is from my point of view, in my head and in my heart, the person I am, I'll box and I'll box Tyson Fury tomorrow. Because <laughs> you know, I'm a fighter, that's the kind of yeah, person cool. I am. And we're saying that if we're saying he's the best heavyweight on the planet at the minute, I'd jump, I'd jump in with him because that's the kind of person I am. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a, uh, it's not like a fucking. Are you ready or are you not ready? Who knows? You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to take a leap. That's that that was my that was my my sort of ethos. But at the same time, I'm not the one that's invested in me. So they, they ain't gonna want me to take that leap, are they? Do you know what I mean? So I understand from both point of views, and um, you know, I'm probably my own worst enemy at sometimes. I'm wanting to I'm wanting to rush, I'm wanting to move on. You know, I've seen what I've seen the way Joyce did things and I've been compared to him a lot. Um, and even though I, you know, it's been taken a lot slower with me. And and to be honest, I'm a realist as well. I know what I'm doing in the gym. I know I've got. I know where I can improve. I'm not the finished article yet. So you know, it, it might have been a blessing in disguise. We'll never know because obviously the curse bid got canned and we didn't fight. But you know, like I said, I'm a realist. I'm a real person. Gutted I was. Scared I definitely wasn't. Um, and you know, well, I'm I, I'm still really really positive that me and Fabio will be in the ring with each other because it was all about the British title but I think it's become a little bit different now it's a little bit like not personal because I've not got a problem with him but our name is going to be put in our name is going to be put next to each other now for forever until we fight each other do you know what I mean so I think we owe it to each other and we probably owe it to the fans now as well um, not not him myself because you know he was there and he, he's, he's started his game hands up you know we we, we got taken out of the situation so you know i i want to prove to everyone that it definitely wasn't me i think because you, you have to take it as a bit of a compliment and i think this is why there was so much public backlash from it as well because you're an amateur star you're one of the best amateurs come out of this country um you've been around the scene for ages i know you've just turned pro recently but you've been around boxing for ages and i think the uk public genuinely thought Fraser Clark's probably the favourite against Fabio Wardley. So the fact that your team pulled out, it was that's why I think the backlash was even more spread. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. It was like obviously. Imagine being me. I was. I was. I'm looking at these people that, and you say that your team. I'm looking at them. I question them. Like, you, do you not believe in me or something? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then you know, obviously, after the conversations, and, and you have to you have to take emotion out of these of these conversations because emotion can make people you know do things that are a bit erratic. Um, so yeah, you know, it was like I say, it was a difficult few days. But after speaking to the right people, you know, there was a lot of sense made out of the situation, and um, we will rectify it. I'm I'm positive that we'll rectify it definitely. Uh, that what 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 I do know is, and people people can say this or not or not. I and I don't like to big myself up, but I must be the name in the domestic heavyweight scene because 
everyone wants to fight me. The money, the money must be with me. Everyone wants to fight me. Um, all the rest of them, I think they they know. You know the the checks the checks getting signed and they're getting. You know the red panties are coming out if if they fight me. It's, it's that's the way it is. Unfortunately, I think you know. Forget the box in a minute. Profile profile wise, um, obviously the Olympic background and and the stuff I've done since I was a pro. You know I'm like dog shit. I've been everywhere, so it just seems to me like even though Fabio is the champion and I understand that, it's like. Where's he going to get the same money? Who's he going to go and box? The money is if, if he comes and fights me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know it's not all about that, but let's be realistic, man. We're fighters and it fucking sort of is. Yeah, of course it's about the money. Also, do you understand as well, at the time when you guys pulled out the purse bit, it was heavily reported you were going to fight Harry Armstrong and people were going, well, what's the point of doing if you do 10 rounds against Harry? How does that, to all due respect to Harry Armstrong, how does that prepare you for a championship fight with Fabio Wardy? Did you get that criticism at the time as well? I, I completely understood it. And do you know what I mean? I, I wasn't doing backflips over fighting Harry Armstrong, let me tell you that. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough man. He, he's quite durable. He, di- he give the most pathetic video of a call-out you've ever seen in your life. Oh, my God. It was... Oh, it was just... It, it was just shocking. He sat there. Uh, he said, oh, you know, I didn't like the way you spoke about me in, 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 my, in the commentary when I fought Jamie. Oh, my God. It was fucking... It was terrible, honestly. So, that was... It was even more of a turn-off. That was that when he did the video, like, calling me out. Um, but, you know... I I didn't really. I just knew, like you know, I was I wasn't gonna get what I needed from fighting Harry Armstrong. I don't think. Yeah, it might be tough, it might be durable, but I wanted something that was, you know, someone that's gonna give me some questions in there. And I don't believe he was gonna do that because I think I would have gone through him. I really do. But um, with Marius Wack, on the other hand, the experience and I seen him. He boxed. He boxed not long ago. You know that big grizzly Russian, the heavyweight. I can't think of his name. Big beard, big. You see him on chop running with logs on his shoulders on, on Instagram. I can't think of his name. He, um, he boxed him not long ago, and he was asking a few questions. I think he got stopped in the eighth, but he was asking a few questions, and and that's what I definitely need. I need to be in a sticky situation, you know, in a fight, just just so I know what what I'm actually made of. Do you know what I mean? Was it uh, Makhmadov? Mac Makhmadov, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Big strong boy. You know what I mean? And. He went there trying to trying to take Marius out, and you know the experience of these guys it came through. Remember, heavyweight division is not like it's not like the other divisions. You know, people are talking about his age and stuff. Big, strong, experienced man knows how to do the rounds. He would have seen a lot of people like myself come through. And remember, I've done some sparring with him as well. He's not he's not as big and as slow as he as, as he looks. He's he's a he's a good operator of a boxing match. Now, um. Promoter of Fabio Wardley, Eddie Hearn, has a, had a lot to say, as he would do. Um, of, course he, of course he did. You know, especially he, on our, he on our channel. But, he played a blinder. He played a blinder. That man deserves an Oscar. He played a blinder. And <laughs> fair play to him. Well, he, he said that, you know, your, your credibility is now in tatters. Do you have a response to that? Um, I just think, when he, when he said that, my credibility is not in tatters. He's probably talk, He's probably used to being 
surrounded by fragile fighters. You know, on 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 his in his uh, in his stable, he's probably had to do a lot of phone calls to people. Um, oh, it's all right, mate. Come on, pick yourself up. Blah 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 blah. He's probably got a lot of unstable fighters in his stable. But I'm, I know it's easily said, but I'm built different, mate. I've I've been through disappointment in my career. Remember, I missed out on two Olympics. I've had career-threatening injuries. I've been stabbed in the neck and in the leg three times. I've been at terrorist attacks. I've been I've, I've had a lot go on in my life. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not like these other kids that you know they're, they're having a bit of a nightmare in the career with things outside the ring and this and that. He's had, he's had to deal with lots of lots of this, different situations with his fighters, and uh, I'm not the I'm not the same as them. So listen, like I'm made of the right stuff, and he should, he should know it as well. I can remember at his, at his shows years ago when I was doing the security. I, I can remember once once people were trying to get to him, they didn't know they could, I'd put people to sleep. I've uh, look at there's loads of situations you know he, he should know that I'm built proper. Do you know what I mean? Fraser, hopefully a win for yourself on June 16th against Marius Wack. Um, you were talking about the opportunities and guarantees Sky have given you, or, or have promised you rather. What do they look like, Fraser? They're good. They're good, mate. They're going to put, put me in a good position. And, you know, I think I've, I've, I've heard a lot of things said about this. Um, but my, my aim is to become a top of the bill box office fighter main attraction do you know what I mean that's that's my aim that's my that's my goals and that's my dream and people can say what they want about it it's never going to happen he's too old he's too that people said that about the Olympics he's not going to go to the Olympics he's not going to do nothing listen it took me a bit of time but I'll get there because you know what I'm chip away chip 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 fight 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 there's a big dog in me there's a lot of fight in me um, I keep coming here keep coming here to this university Loughborough University keep training keep listening to Angel listen to other good people around me and I'll be all right. I'll get there when, when I need to get there. Trust me. And uh, do you think you'll have the support back from the UK public? I'm sure you've still had a lot of support in this situation, but I'm talking, you know, the majority of boxing fans obviously have had their say on, on this situation. Do you think you, you'll win them back in the end, Fraser? Listen, there's, there's loads of support out there. There's loads of support. And I've said it once and I'll say it again. Along with the support, there's loads of wankers out there. I'm not even, I'm not even going to give this little prick the credit. Oh, he's going to get it now anyway, because we're... The, what's the little fucking idiot called? The, the little Indian kid that no one gives a shit about. What's his name? Um, Who's that? <laughs> what's his name? The one that Sonny Edward has beef with. Fucking... Oh, Prince fucking Patel. Never... Prince Patel. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, see, I seen him do something. He said something daft about me. The little fucking puppet, I'll slap. When I, you know when I see him, I'll slap his head off. Slap his absolute head off. Well, so what get, did he say? Loads. He said, uh, time waster, fat Fraser Clark. Someone sent me the video the other day. I thought, you cheeky little bastard. You bo you box in front of about 50 people, mate. Do you know what I mean? You cheeky little bastard. Uh, but listen, we'll, we'll, we'll squash the ant when, when we see him. Um, not a problem. But yeah, no, the public, you know, I hope they do still support me. Listen, you, your credibility is in a boxing ring, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You can you can talk and talk and talk. So just tune in and and you know the credit. Obviously, I'll do what I do in the gym and in the ring, and let's see. Last one, Fraser. A bit of a random one. This. What on earth was happening with you and David Adelaide the other day? <laughs> do you know what? So I don't even I don't even like. 
dislike David Adler. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not even like that. You know, before that, I'd like, I'd respect for him and that. So I've got a call. Uh, I've got a message off um, Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, oh, do you want to come on the podcast? I thought, yeah, yeah, let's go on there. Him and Tundi, like, we'll have a boxing talk. Next thing, you know, they, they pull a crafty one. The old, someone else waiting to come in on the call is David Adelaide. Thinking, oh, okay. So we're talking. Then before long, obviously, the competitive nature in both of us just ends up in just the big verbals. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think he, he didn't like what I said about, I said something about, I can't remember what I said. I said something on Twitter about him if him and Fabio fight. I said I can't remember what I said. I said something anyway, which he, he took a dislike to. Um, it was great entertainment, thought, though. It was brilliant entertainment. I, it was, you know what? And I think I think that's another great fight down the line. I mean, him. Remember this? Like he's talking about what do you say? He said, "I'm a hundred and oh on the streets." <laughs> yeah, I just said, "Look, man, you're just a, you're, you're a fucking." Little fucking bodybuilder, mate. You'll get hooking, you'll get your head jabbed straight off. But, um, no, Do you know the best, best thing about that was though, you you guys started off for about 20 minutes so amicable and then it just switched. Yeah, well, he's, he, listen, he's a fighting guy, I'm a fighting guy. It's as simple as that. Like, I don't think we're ever going to be like best of friends, we're in the same weight division. But listen, it's not, it's not real, real beef like he's talking about, you know. All this shit on the streets and whatnot, right? Fucking hell, mate. You know what it is? The problem is, you know, some of these, um, some of the Cockney boys, some of the people from down south, they think that I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a country boy that rides around on the tractor with a piece of corn in my mouth. Well, yes, I might be, but guess what? They're fucking tough people, mate. Let me tell you that. And I'll never back down from any of these fools. <laughs> well, listen, Fraser, we really do appreciate your time. Best of luck in camp out of uh, June 16th. Live on Sky Sports against Marish Whack at your call. And uh, we'll catch up soon, big man. No worries. Take care, bro. Sports Social Podcast Network.